when COVID happened in 2020, people wanted to move out of the cities and go buy land and put a house on it or put a camper on it or a tent or whatever and just get out of the cities. So actually land prices and their businesses went through the roof in 2020 because the desire to go live on biggest big properties out in the middle of nowhere were really, really high. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Bullion. All right, everybody, we're going to be talking about investing in land. We're in a whole series here with my good friend, Matt Fuller, on real estate as investing in assets and not all asset classes are created equal. And so we've talked about a lot of common ones. And I think when people think of like, oh, I'm going to invest in real estate or I'm going to invest in X, Y, or Z, they're not thinking I'm going to invest in dirt. Let's be honest, we both know some people that have made quite a bit of money and have systems in place that are continuing to grow their wealth, investing in land. And so I'm hoping that we can break down the pros and cons to the strategy. Yeah. What was it like Mark Twain said, invest in land because they're not making any more of it. That's a pretty interesting like theme that brings us into this. And we were talking offline here with a guy named Mark Poplowski, who is the land geek. And he's really done a really good job of learning how to profit off of land sales. So when we talk about land, there's two different ways we want to think about it. There's like flipping land and then there's developing land. We're only going to talk about flipping land here and we're going to have another series or another shoot on developing land. And when you think about flipping land, it's very, very similar to flipping houses, except for there's no property, there's no electrical issues, there's no maintenance issues, there's no tenants. It is literally just dirt that we're talking about here. So what uh, this entails is finding distressed owners that own dirt somewhere, buying the, it from them super cheap, and then flipping it to someone else. So I'll give you an example. I actually own a farm in West Virginia. And when I say I own a farm, there's nothing that's growing on it or anything like that. But in the Great Depression era, everybody from the hills in West Virginia, where my family's originally from, went to this farm and they grew potatoes on it mm. and they all live there. And now through passing it from my grandfather to my father to now me, I own the property. So what people will do is they'll go out there and see, let's say that I owed bad taxes on it. They would see, hey, here's an out-of-state owner that owns a piece of dirt in a state that they don't live in that owes bad taxes. Well, chances are they probably have no affiliation with that property whatsoever. So let me go buy that dirt from them and super, super cheap and then sell it to someone else. So that's essentially what land flipping is. I love the summary. What are, what are the pros and what are the cons to this strategy? Yeah. So some of the pros are really, I bet this is the first time that many people yeah. have been exposed to this concept. And yeah. to be fair, like the land geek and Mark were the first time I was exposed to it as well. And there's very low competition in this right now. Um, the second thing I would say is just a general trend that you saw in 2020. So listening to some of folks like Mark, and there's another guy called Seth Williams that does this as well, and a few others, they just talk about when COVID happened in 2020, people wanted to move out of the cities and go buy land and put a house on it or put a camper on it or a tent or whatever and just get out of the cities. So actually land prices and their businesses went through the roof in 2020 because the desire to go live on biggest big properties out in the middle of nowhere were really, really high. And then the last part about this that I- So you're saying that's a pro? I would say that's a pro. It's a pro, but it is a con if you haven't bought. I was just saying if land is more expensive, 
I would say it's a pro if you want to get into the land flipping business okay. because more people are looking for land. I understand. There are more buyers Okay, today. there's more demand. Okay, I right. understand. Yep. Right. And then the last one is, I think the ability to be creative in how you structure these deals is yeah. super, super interesting to me. So I think most of you know that I'm just a finance nerd. I love being creative with how you can make numbers work for your best outcome and whoever your buyer is outcome. So what some of these folks do out there is they'll buy land for 500 bucks and then they'll turn around and sell it to someone for $1,000 plus $300 a month for the next 36 months. So they doubled their money and get a consistent cash flow coming in back after it. It's a win, win, win. And so the ability to buy an asset cheap and then be creative on how you disposition that asset is just it's interesting to me and I think it's it's super beneficial. Yeah, no, this is one of the things that we were talking offline about like, I really wanna create a system to do this because there's not a ton of people talking about it and I feel like there's very little downside and really nothing truly can go wrong from a infrastructure because there is none. Um, and especially if there's demand, then it's one of those things where you get to buy something and sell it and Again, I, I'm, I'm guessing because we're in the series, I know what the con's going to be as, as it relates to consistent cash flow. But at the, at the end of the day, this is, this is one of those things where if flipping real estate's a little bit intense, you might not have the ability to swing a hammer. Uh, land flipping could, might be the solution if you can figure out the system. Yeah, so you mentioned something about infrastructure and that's the beauty of this too is your insurance costs are really low while you own the asset, while you try to sell it. So if you think about flipping a house, for instance, the insurance on the house and having contractors come in and out of it, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of insurance costs and things like that. If you own 20 acres of dirt in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, um, a hurricane's not going to come in and just destroy your property and shoot, a tornado might actually improve it because it would move things around a bit on the property, right? So like, there's very low risk and when you buy right here of carrying costs and, and tenants and, and maintenance and like that. So some of the cons I would say is this is an active business. Yep. You are continually having to market, find sellers, create leads, follow up with sellers, get contracts signed, get them through the process, find a seller and things like that. So it's a very active business. You're not going to get in this and it, it's a passive investment. Um, the second thing I would say is finding buyers. So even though demand has spiked for land out in the middle of nowhere, um, it's still difficult to find buyers. I mean, you can post on Craigslist or you can post on different um, land sell sites out there. I'm trying to think of one right now. I think it's like land.com or something like that. Um, you can post on that. But ultimately, if no one's buying from those sites, there's not a realtor out there pushing your product or anything like that. So finding buyers can be a little difficult. Mark and Seth and people like that go through different strategies on how they find buyers that are super impactful. Okay. And I would encourage you to go listen to some of their content as well, but um, ultimately finding buyers. And then last to your point, I mean, you can flip this land, but once you flip it, the transaction's done. If you yeah. sell or finance this land, there's only so many months that you can receive payments on a $3,000 acre of land out in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. So it typically is a transaction or a short term on your seller finance. Yeah, so in in summary, it's it's like a it's somewhat like wholesaling and and it's and it's a combination of like wholesaling and tax liens and flipping. How's that? Yep. It's like you're you're finding your and you, I guess you could wholesale if you if you already had buyers. It's uh, it's essentially you're 
you're putting money in, but if you found a buyer, you could just be a wholesaler to that. I would say, yeah, I guess I guess that was my big question is how do you sell the land once you get it? Yeah, so they they would tell you to go to the neighbors, right? So if somebody owns an acre of property and you bought three acres next to them, chances are they would like to acquire that property. Um, and next thing is Craigslist and, and land.com and different land sites mm. out there like that. The good thing is most of the land flipping out there, you're not buying an infill lot, which is like in between two buildings in the middle of New York City. <laughs> this is yeah. not, that's not your target market here. Yeah. Your target market really is middle of nowhere, Texas, ranch style, middle of nowhere, Arizona, middle of nowhere, Nevada, and things like that. And you might say, who would want to buy that? There are plenty of people that like to buy that, right? Mm. They, they either want a vacation place, a place to put their RV, a place to go shoot their guns, a place to take their kids and hang out yeah. in the in the wild for a little bit. And there's just something about the American entrepreneurial spirit that says, I own land, Man. right? Yeah. So, I love it. Well, thank you, Matt, for breaking down the land flipping experience. And if this is something that interests you, we'll probably have some links down below. Go check out The Land Geek. Um, I'm a little biased. I was on his podcast, so it was it was fun to learn a lot of what they did after the fact. And it was it was one of those things that I actually sent to a couple of people and said, "Hey, listen, this might be something that you want to do a little bit more research on." Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.